Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 58 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And boy, look who I discovered in the cornfield in Iowa. None other than White Sox pitcher Lucas Giolito. Hello, Lucas. How are you? Good. How's it going, Chris? I know it has been a minute. It's been a minute. So we start with an apology right here. I did not tell you my zany schedule that was going to be happening for two and a half weeks as I was shooting the sixth season of BattleBots. So midway through production, I get a text from one Lucas Giolito who says, did I get bounced from the rotation? What happened here? (laughs) And I went, Lucas, I'm so sorry. I have been so crazed that I forgot to tell you that I had very, very limited windows when to shoot. And one day you were pitching and then the next day you had a day game and so I apologize to you, my friend. I'm sorry. No, no apology necessary. We've, I've, I've been busy too. No worries. I know. I you appreciate have been. it though, Chris. Okay. <laughs> you're not getting a, uh, you're not currently getting a massage on your hamstring right now, right? Nope. Nope. I'm, uh, that's coming along great. Yeah. I've, I've gotten a number of massages on it, if that's what you're interested in hearing about. Yeah. I'm, I am kind of curious. Like, how, how are we doing? I'm good. Uh, yeah, I, it was, it ended up being like a very mild strain. Um, you know, I went in the MRI machine and it showed a little bit of edema. Uh, and we were like, you know what the position we're in right now and playoffs rapidly approaching. Um, you know, we got to get through about one more month here. It, they thought uh, it'd be a good idea just to kind of slow things down, put me on the IL, uh, have me take my time with this uh, rest and rehab for this hammy, and then I'll get get back to being 100% uh, leading up to the playoffs. It was one of those things where, like, if it was – if that injury occurred, like, September 25th, September – uh, or like September 5th, then, I'm sorry, October 5th, mm-hmm. then yeah, we'd probably do something about it to keep me going. <laughs> but uh, luckily it happened at a point where, you know, I can take a little bit of time. But I've had a hamstring strain before in the exact same spot, actually, in 2019. But in 2019, it was worse. And then I missed like one or two starts. I came back feeling very, very good. So pretty much on the same program, except this one's lighter. Okay. Well, you know what, Michelle, my wife uh, is a certified Pilates instructor. You are currently in California. You're in the Bay Area right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. If you need to come down and borrow the reformer, which is in our pool house, feel free. I love Pilates. I did Pilates, uh, I want to say like for three off seasons in a row. My girl, Lindsay, down at Pilates Platinum. Shout out. Shout out. Venice Beach, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Do you guys have a reformer? Like with the club? Yeah. Or do I own one? No. No one, no. Uh, Ariana's mother was a Pilates instructor for a long time. I remember going to Ari's house in high school, walking through the front door, and like just to the right, uh, was the Pilates studio that uh, Janine worked out of. Yeah. And did she throw you on that thing? No. Oh, I was on. too... Back then, I was... Back then, I was... Pilates kind of freaked me out. I'm like, 
Oh, you know, having my legs moving all over the place. But then once I got into it, man, it kicked my ass. Yeah. It's really hard. It is. It's really hard. And it, I don't know why I don't do it. I've got a certified Pilates instructor as my wife. We just celebrated 24th wedding anniversary. At all? Like, no, I mean, I, I, I do the, have freaking... you, have you like ever, you know, have you ever gone in there with your wife and she's like, Oh, like, you know, this, these are some of the movement patterns. Have you? Right. So this would be a great thing to do. You would think, I think that part of the problem of me working at home means that she cannot stand spending additional time with me. So she sees me enough as is she's like, aren't you supposed to go somewhere? Isn't there like a world series to be played? I was like, yeah, that's in October. She's like, God dang it. All right. I said, can you teach me Pilates? No, I'm going to go get teeth pulled. I didn't even know you had that scheduled. I don't. I'm going to see if they have availability. <laughs> Got it. No problem. So she, she's an excellent teacher. Just not for me. You have all the equipment in your house. I do. I so know you how could to do theoretically, you could theoretically hire another teacher to come over and use. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she'd love that. <laughs> now we're on to something. Now we're on to something, Lucas Giolito. That's good. I'm just giving giving you some fuel if you ever. Yeah. We'll save that just for here, just for our little discussion. Um, speaking of getting to spend time with the uh, with the wife. For people that have followed along here, your episodes of the Chris Rose Rotation, we know that your wife has been, uh, she's almost finished. She is almost a full-fledged vet. Mm. And you actually get to spend a rare off day together, which I imagine was <laughs> extremely nice. Yeah, yeah, yesterday. It was amazing. <laughs> I know, now I'm back to uh, being very sad. Uh, but Sorry, okay. No, it's, it's okay, I'm used to it. Uh, yeah, she... Uh, so right now she's actually in San Diego. She's on externship at San Diego Humane Society. Mm. Um, Ari's becoming very, very interested in shelter medicine. So it's a specialty within the veterinary world that, um, in order to be like a, a shelter vet, uh, and I'm talking like kind of the upper echelon, like board certified, all that, all that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. You know, you have to do your four years of vet school and then you have to match for an internship year. And then you do two years of residency after that. Uh, that's pretty, I, at least the way it's looking right now, that's a route, the route Ari wants to go. Um, and so right now she's on an externship two week program at San Diego humane. She's absolutely loving it. Um, she says that it's like the best of a, the best of the best for a shelter, like, you know, the staff working there, the facilities, uh, she was texting me last week, like, oh my God, there's like a coffee shop in here and there's, you know, places to get food all within the facility. It's massive. Um, and so, yeah, she'll probably try to match there for her internship next year but for the time being she's just enjoying it uh getting a lot of amazing experience her sutures are getting cleaner and cleaner by the day oh. uh doing yeah doing neuters and spays and uh we were able to have her fly up here um 
two days ago. She got in just before we did. We had a series in Kansas City, and then uh, we flew across country here to, to San Fran, and she was already here. She was able to bring the dog, which is great, Louie. Yeah. Louie, we got to see Louie, you and Louie, man. What a great shot that was on, uh, on, I think it was on her Instagram story. Oh, did she post something? On, yeah, I'm sure she posted something on Instagram yeah. story. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I very rarely get to see her uh, during baseball season and, and actually spend time with her that like, I forget to like, be like, oh, selfie for the gram. I no. always forget to do that. No, no, no. That's your time. That's your, we get too caught up in it, and I'm guilty too. Like I was just in Las Vegas. Michelle brought Brady and a buddy of his to watch BattleBots, and I posted a bunch of stuff because I thought people would find it neat to see the behind the scenes of BattleBots. And we went and toured the Raiders' new stadium, which I thought was I want to cool. ask you all about BattleBots. BattleBots yeah. is sick. Are you in a? Are you in on it? Or are you just fucking with me? No. <laughs> so I haven't actually watched it. But it's like nostalgic for me, and I'll tell you why. I watched like the old school BattleBots on Comedy Central. Uh, was it on Comedy Central? It was twenty years ago. It was on Comedy Central. Yep. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I watched that, and then you know me—I'm a big video game nerd. Yep. Uh, I used to play a lot of Flash games, which is like. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. It's games on internet browsers. Like you go to www.miniclip.com, www.addictinggames.com. That was like video games you could just play on your computer, on, you know, Internet Explorer or Firefox or whatever. And they were made in Flash, which is kind of like, I don't know, like 2D, but some of them can be 3D animation. I could be getting this completely wrong, but miniclip.com had a BattleBots game and it was like super, super fun because you started out with like no money and just like a basic BattleBot with like a hammer on top, right? Or something like that. Yeah. But then it, you could earn cash. And it was this was actually one of the first games that was like, asking you for your credit cards so you could like oh, pay wow. real pay real money to get like better uh better equipment and items and stuff i never did that i just grinded it the old-fashioned way because i was like eight years old and i didn't have a credit card yet and i wasn't gonna steal my parents um hmm. and yeah i mean i remember like unlocking my battle bot getting it further and further to like the point where like i'm shooting fire out of the left and right side i had buzz saws on the back to protect the back end nice you know Thank all you. sorts of stuff like that and i i played the shit out of that game man i loved it so well, it's like a nostalgic thing for me but i should i'm gonna try i'm gonna start watching like the new ones because i've watched all the clips on youtube like the ones yeah. that go viral and the popular ones and i hear yeah. you're great commentating every step Thank of the you. way well you'll basically if you haven't watched or listened to it you're gonna get a lot of this Oh my God. That's basically what it is for three minutes. I'm like the Gus Johnson, just screaming my gourd out. Um, but it is amazing. And I love it. it I call it summer camp because we shoot the entire 20 week season in about nine days of shooting or 10 days, whatever it took in Vegas, but it is so much fun. Go. Yeah. I'm sure you have discovery plus on one of your streaming services. 
Go watch last season. It's great. And this season's even better yet. And I wish that you could come to Las Vegas just for a day and watch the whole thing unfold. Oh, if I could go in person, I'm there. I'd be amazing. Well, it's, it is during the summer, but I will, you know, I'd love for you two to, you know, join forces, you know, on a, on a doggy day off. I I don't know what we do with Louie, but we'd figure it out. Somebody would watch Louie. You can put him in my trailer. He'll have a great time. Air conditioning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No problem. Uh, But it was a ton of fun. It is, it is really cool. And I love it when all my worlds collide. Like there's some, some battle bots, some builders have no idea what I do out there. Like, so what do you do outside of battle bots? I'm like, I talk about baseball and football. They're like, what? Oh, like they don't, they don't know who you are at all. Oh, which is fine, but they don't even like, well, it's because they're complete. They're in a whole nother world. Oh yeah. They're like, what is it? A baseball and football. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) But so when, when they start asking me about their fantasy teams and the NFL, or if they start asking me about their favorite baseball team, Hey, do you think so-and-so can do it? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Then, <laughs> then I get super excited. I get to talk about everything. It's just amazing. It really is fun. But it's are those guys <laughs> like, are they all engineers? Great question. So there, there's a certain sector that are engineers. Some of them have like top secret government jobs where they have built robots for the government to protect our troops overseas. No like they can't way. talk about the businesses they're in like drones kind of stuff. And yeah. And then there are certain people like a guy named Dave Eaton who grew up on a farm in Illinois is not an engineer. He looks like Zach Galifianakis. He loves robots so much. He wanted to build a robot. So he walked around his parents' farm and just started collecting junk items. Like the head of the robot is his mom's popcorn bowl. You Are you not. talking about the one in, that he used in competition for BattleBots? Yes. yes, the the bot is named Rusty. He ended up being the rookie of the year in 2020. He was back in 2021. He is hilarious. I I really think somehow he's pulling one over on. There's Rusty right there. That's Dave Eaton. Oh wait, I want to see. Yeah. How do I do this? Uh, oh, I oh, okay. You see him? Oh, that thing's sick though. It and so. It yeah, it looks like it's got a hyperdermic did, needle so on the end. He grew up. You said he grew up like rural Illinois, uh, rural rural Illinois. Yep, <laughs> and collecting things on the farm to build this robot. Where did you ask him how he learned about like the circuitry and like all the engineering aspects of this? Right. Like yes. So what he did, did he was get he help started, or did he? Yeah, he sorry. started to reach out to famous bot builders. And he started to put it together that way. And I'm sure he, he looked at a bunch of clips on YouTube, but it is a very welcoming committee. The one thing that impresses me about this is that they want to win. They're more interested in putting on a good show and helping one another. It would be the equivalent of if um, you guys, for whatever reason, ran out of bats in a game against the Kansas City Royals. And the Royals all, all ran over and they'd be like, here, take our bats. Here, use mm-hmm. these. Like that would never happen in no. pro sports. You know, you wouldn't be like, yeah, let's help you. No, no. but in, in robotics, it does. If, if you blow a battery, uh, if you're down some top armor and you need a helping hand, people are there to help. It's crazy. Like in the middle of the competition. To- yes. People have fought one another with, let's say, uh, Rusty fought a 
famous robot named uh, named Whiplash or something like that. Yeah, Whiplash's extra battery could be in Rusty in the in the match they're fighting. Uh. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, anything to make make for better TV, right? Totally. You don't and want they just, you don't want you don't want Rusty like out after one round and not at all. Hey guys, uh, we know it's not an easy topic, but let's discuss it like adults. We've done it before. We're going to do it again. If you need help with any form of ED, GetRoman.com is the place to help you out. Uh, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all in the privacy of your own home. It means no doctor visits. means you don't have to uh, get any sort of prescription and go to a pharmacy. They actually send it to you. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work to find you the best treatment plan. As I mentioned, if medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. Uh, getting started, it's real simple. GetRoman.com slash JohnBoy now to get 15 bucks off your first month. Once again, it's GetRoman.com slash JohnBoy. You get 15 bucks off your first month. Go take care of this so you can take care of business, if you know what I mean. I still cannot believe some of the destruction we see. You have to remember these are 250 pound pieces of metal. Sometimes they're getting thrown 20, 25 feet in the air by another robot. Yeah. How much are they worth altogether? All the all the parts, some, another some of them are, question. Are they worth like, you know, I'm thinking, all right, I want to guess, and then you tell yes. me how wrong I am. High end, a battle bot, all said and done with all weapons, armor, uh -huh. obviously. The con including the controller yeah brushless motors right let's yeah mm -hmm. twenty grand 15. high end eighty oh eighty thousand can you believe that and then they throw it in a ring to get like beat to shit yes oh my god yes yes the there was <laughs> one there's one robot named Jackpot, which is from Las Vegas, and he was a rookie in 2020. He, his was called a bot on a budget. He built it for $4,000, and all mm -hmm. the other roboticists there were like, they kept looking at it. They were enamored with it. They were like, wow, this is amazing. And he did a great job his rookie season. He went 3-0 and during the regular season. I think was like the number 11 seed going into the tournament of 32. So this year he had a target a little bit on his back, but didn't increase the budget very much. Still kept, mm. you know, the guy's a plumber. The guy is a plumber by day. There he is. There's oh, Jeff Waters with the beard. Robert Sten next to him. That's jackpot. That's sick. Yeah. Dude, it, you know, that costs four or five Ooh. grand. Yeah. What is that? What does the device on top do? So those are the spinning discs. That's called a vertical spinner. You basically have several different kinds of weapons. And so it's, it'll have a tip speed somewhere around 200 to 250 miles an hour, depending on how much you want to push it. Mm. And that's what does all the damage. That's why we sit next to a bulletproof glass case that's one and a quarter inches thick. When you go to the <laughs> bank, do you know how thick? Not that anybody goes to a bank anymore. But when you go to a bank, do you know how thick the bulletproof glass is? Yeah. It's a quarter inch thick, one quarter. Mm -hmm. This is one and a quarter. They told me, yeah, Chris, you know, we could sit with a submachine gun or an Uzi or whatever on the other side and shoot it at you and it wouldn't get through. I was like, I'll take my stunt double for that, bro. <laughs> I'm good.
I'm so happy you're excited about it. Yeah, of course. I think it's fascinating. It is. It's a like great I one. said. Like I said, I connect a little, little chunk of my childhood and all that time I dumped into that game I played. Good. It's good. I'll get Are you there like box approved. I could ask you questions for like an hour who take up the whole thing. Last one. Are there like, like approved weapons? Yeah. Um, like the rules are very strict. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure, I'm sure that a uh, guy could like attach two nail guns to the top of it. And it's just going. Da, 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 da. We did have one machine. I want to say it was probably in 2016 or 2018 where a guy named Adam Burke, put two guns on the side but they could only shoot like paint pellets or something. It wasn't even paint. It was something even more benign than that. But no, we can't shoot guns at each other <laughs> inside the battle box. Dude, but there's <laughs> flamethrowers on these things. Yeah. You know, things are catching on fire all the time. I feel like the flamethrower is, is like super kind of messed up to do because you're just you're going to be like frying all the insides of God, like you are this, in you're locked in dude you're on it's like i don't know i you know probably what you said top end like 80 grand so like a lot of these things are probably like worth a honda accord right yeah i mean 25 it's, 30 35k yeah and yeah. man to just be like yeah i dumped all this money in this thing all right cool like get you, a get flamethrower you would have the best time walking around the pits and it's, you know, it's very much like a NASCAR race if you've ever been to one of those or whatever. But all these people, they just have all these bot parts, you know. And it, the best part is when they wheel them back in, like they're on a gurney. Like I always call it like uh, the bot medical examiner brings them back in. It's just mm. some of these people we had. I can't give it away too much, but we've had some people who've had to say goodbye to their robots. Like they, they mm. realize that it's not working. What they have built for so long, for 10 years in this sport's no longer working because everybody is so much smarter. They're like, I can't run this bot anymore. It's like losing a, a pet to these people. No, oh, of course. Fascinating. And so battle bots uh, on Discovery, right? It's Discovery yeah. Channel. Yeah. Is like that tournament is probably like the highest of the highest tournament, like the World Series. Totally. There's got to be like a whole system of tournaments and stuff to get up to that around the world. Around the world. Yeah. We had one guy. We had all, and we'll finish it up here because I know a lot of people want to hear about your trip to Iowa, which I want to get to. Oh, yeah. 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 um, We had our first ever robot from Seoul, South Korea. Yep. And he was very, the, the, the bot was called Blade. It was beautiful, bright yellow, looked like it had just won the sixth stage of the Tour de France. It is a horizontal spinner, nasty blade, you know, goes about 225 miles an hour. He's very successful overseas, participated in a lot of events in China. And he was so excited to finally be at BattleBots because that's like getting the call up. That's like, oh, yeah, that's the real deal. It's just like guys you play with in the major leagues who have been very successful over in the Far East. The baseball's mm-hmm. great. You get to the major leagues, it's a totally different story, right? Mm. So awesome. There we go. Thank you for uh, taking us there. It was fun. Good. Good. No, thank you. You're the one that that's in that world. Yeah. I just got to peek inside. It is a blast. 
Hey guys, Tops has released the highly anticipated 2021 Tops MLB Inception NFT collection. It's actually inspired by the popular Tops Inception baseball physical product. These striking, officially licensed Tops MLB NFTs, they're available now exclusively at topsnfts.com. Now, it celebrates baseball's promising young stars from breakout rookies to veteran mainstays and also introduces the New Beginnings, which is a set that celebrates both new and familiar faces in new places. Now, collectors can purchase five-card standard packs and 25-card premium packs via credit card with NFT card rarities ranging from common to legendary. Get yours now as packs are going to fly. These collections feature iconic tops card designs, motion animations, facsimile signatures, digital relic content, and more. 2021 Tops MLB Inception NFT Collection. It's available now on topsnfts.com. But fear not, because once these limited packs sell out, you can still get 2021 Tops MLB Inception NFTs on topsnfts.com marketplace. You buy individual NFTs or unopened standard or premium packs, all from the same convenient location. That's topsnfts.com. All right, so let's go here. Field of Dreams looked amazing on TV. Mm. Was it even better in person? Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. <laughs> I you know, all of us we were excited for it just because, you know, it's breaking up the monotony. It's going to be different. We get a little bonus, you know. So there are reasons to be happy about it going in. But um at the same time, it, a little weary of like, you know, where are we going? Uh, what kind of facilities, food, showers, uh, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, are we just going to be out in the middle of nowhere with like outhouses or what's going to be like? Well, all, all of that, all, all those negative thoughts were completely squashed as soon as we pull up in the bus. Um, no, even before that, let me start before that. We land at this, you know, very, very small regional airport. Yankees plant plane lands like right after ours. Uh, then we get off, we get on our respective buses. We're driving through and we're just driving through. I thought Iowa was a lot flatter. going to be honest with you. Huh? Prior to being there, I thought Iowa was like flat. Like when you think of like Kansas yeah. and stuff like that. No, we're rolling through. I mean, there's some hills, a um, little bit of terrain, but obviously we're just going through. It's cornfields everywhere. But the coolest, coolest thing was as we're going through, like every cross street, uh, every house, every tur every turn, like there was people with signs. They're like holding up signs as we're driving through. They're like cheering. They're rooting on whatever team that they want to root on. Um, like the people in the community were like so excited. It's great. I had never seen anything like it. Like we're driving through. It's it was like a solid 20, 25 minute drive from the airport to um, the actual field of dreams. And it was like every step of the way, there was people, full families, uh, just loving it. And we actually rode through like a, like the main town, like the main drag of the main town, main street. And it was like a parade uh, for our, our buses, like the whole streets, 
a bunch of people just so excited about now, what did was people, going to go down. Did your teammates night. get into it or were they like, all right, this is cheesy? Or were they was everybody like, damn, this is kind of cool? Oh, we were loving it. Yeah. No, we we were getting into it. Okay. Yeah, it was it was fun. We were having a great time. And so then we pull up, we go into our clubhouse, which is like, it was pretty, pretty good job. Good job, MLB. Okay. And I don't like to say that, but <laughs> great work. That was the the clubhouse was like this big blow up white tent thing, gigantic. Um it was like the nicest porta potties I've ever seen in my life all lined up. Like we, it was, it was set up like a clubhouse. We had the clubhouse bathroom. Um, it was like porta showers and they were actually like, not, not bad. Oh. Uh, and then we had food room, training room, everything is set up. It was set up very nicely. Um, food wasn't bad. I, I tried one of those, uh, they were selling the big selling point. They were doing apple pie hot dogs. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was Guy Fieri. You heard of that? Is that a Guy Fieri thing? Yeah. I think he created them specifically for this or something. Okay. Yeah. I ate the apple pie hot dog. Uh, Yay or nay. I wasn't about it. I, the (laughs) apple pie, like it it was kind of like a McDonald's apple pie. You know what I'm talking about? yeah like it starts it's oozing like, out of the middle slots yeah. <laughs> well you say gross i say delicious okay great <laughs> so just pull that hot dog right out throw that thing away enjoy <laughs> delicious apple pie <laughs> oh did lance lynn uh, have one on the day that he pitched <laughs> no okay maybe after <laughs> That's very disappointing. I thought for sure he would add two or three. Yeah. I'll, so now I'll get back into actual like fun stuff. So yeah, the apple pie was pretty fun though. Um, mixed reviews in the clubhouse. I'll say that. So we, we arrive, get, get dressed, uh, put on our old timey uniform, which I thought was pretty fun. You know, the hat with just the pinstripes everywhere. By the way, comfortable uh, or not? The uniform? Yeah. 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 No, I mean, yes, it was made with modern materials. It was okay. the same, same materials that our regular uniforms are made with. Couldn't yeah. Keep going. But we did, we did. So after that, we go outside We had a very strict itinerary of like what we had to do, where we had to be. We had to do like a team photo. Um, and then we did have a chunk of time to like explore. Uh-huh. And so it was both teams who were just like kind of going around. So like the awesome. cornfield area we walked out of before the game. If you keep going, you actually get to like the set of the movie and everything with the, the white house yeah. and the original field of dreams. Funny thing about the, the field of dreams set like that field is like the outfields like this. So I don't, it, it's like big, there's like a hill. I don't know. It's very, I, I, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. That's stuck in my head. I don't uh-huh. know why. Uh, it wasn't like a flat field. It was maybe like beat up from over the years. Yeah, so shoeless Joe could end up being blown out knee Joe if he has to play in the outfield. Yeah, exactly. Got it. So 
but there were a bunch of guys like kind of like reenactors or whatever. And yeah. they were wearing the, the actual like old school uniforms, like made of wool. Yeah. And it looked absolutely miserable because it was so hot. It was disgustingly hot that day. Dude, the corn sweat. Like, really bad. Yeah. Really, really bad. And those guys, I mean, kudos to them for rocking those uni- unis all day long. Hey, one of my favorite places to visit in the baseball landscape, of course, is the Baseball Hall of Fame up in Cooperstown, New York. Well, you know what? Why can't the Hall of Fame come to you on your mobile device or on your TV, wherever you consume your product? Uh, Hall of Fame Connections. It's a unique 13-episode YouTube series. Brand new episodes drop each and every Wednesday. It looks at the Hall of Fame collection from a new and kind of exciting angle. Each episode tells a different story of how two seemingly unrelated artifacts in the museum actually weave together through generations. So it's very cool. It's co-hosted by my good friend, Carlos Pena, from the MLB Network. He's a former All-Star. And Lindsay Barra. Last name sound familiar? It should. She's a journalist, and she is the granddaughter of the Hall of Famer, Yogi Berra. So new episodes drop every Wednesday. Also, support for this series was provided by the Market New York grant through I Love New York, New York State Division of Tourism, as part of the Regional Economic Development Council Initiative. And to stay up to date with the release of each and every episode of Hall of Fame Connections, follow the Baseball Hall of Fame social media channels at Baseball Hall on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I sat in two different tractors. I which saw I was that. pretty excited about. I am guessing this. That might have been the first two times you've ever sat in a tractor. Ha, huh, false. 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 Yep. Yeah, my grandfather and grandmother on my mother's side they lived in vermont uh for for a long period of time and we would go and visit them and they they lived beautiful house and they had like a bunch of acres surrounding it including like this giant grass lawn lawn that my grandfather had a john deere Ah. you know sit you know you sit on it and drive around tractor and when I was a kid, I would get to mow the lawn on the, Lucas the big John shame, Deere thing. Shame on your buddy, Chris Rose. <laughs> shame on me. I thought for sure Harvard-Westlake, they didn't have – that wasn't an elective. The John Deere class was not an elective. I didn't think you could do it. Yeah, this is pre-Harvard-Westlake when I did that. So, yeah. yes, it, it had been a long time since I, I got to enjoy the seat of a John Deere. Right. But ended up finding two of them or, well, one of them might've been like a Bobcat thing. Yeah. That's if you see the video, the White Sox posted on Twitter of Billy Hamilton yeah. uh, holding the, yeah. the GoPro. Um, there I am inside of the whatever machine. And yeah, I wasn't was so sure t- we were going to get you out of it, to be honest. Yeah. I, it was a little snug in there and everyone <laughs> was telling me to, they cut off the video, but I actually like pulled down the, it reminded me of a roller coaster, like a lap bar. Yeah. And I was I was trying to figure out how to turn it on and then realized the, the key wasn't there or whatever thing is needed for that. Yeah. Um, that video that Billy Hamilton has is hilarious because it it's literally you guys in your full uniforms and the Yankees in their full uniforms just mingling amongst the corn. It's yes. bizarre. Like, did you say hi to any of the Yankees? Yeah. Yeah. And then we were chatting. Uh, who did I say hi to? Uh, 
probably Joey and Garrett. I was st- standing with, so you know how we had to like come out of the corn and meet, um, uh, Kevin Costner. God. Yes. Kevin Costner. Yeah. That little guy. <laughs> uh, so we had to come out of the corn, meet Kevin Costner. Uh, we were all lined up next to each other for like a while, long while, just kind of yeah. like chatting. Um, by the way, that was a cool shot. You don't know this happened, but Fox, which I thought did an amazing job covering it. They had some, they had probably a drone on top of the corn out in center field. And you could see you guys probably started a hundred feet back of the center field wall. Oh right? yeah. At least to walk in. And it was so cool to just watch all you guys walk in through the corn and then pop out of center field. I can't imagine what the hell it was like for you to walk into the stadium and you're like, holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Really, really, really cool. Yeah, we were we were waiting like within the corn for a while. And then uh you know, it was all they hit the queue, went out there, and Kevin Coster is like standing there in like mid-center field. And um I don't know, I I don't know how it started, but guys just started going up and shaking his hand. Yeah. And I don't think he liked that very much because maybe like the first couple he was cool with, but like everybody's Everybody. going up and shaking his hand and wanting to meet him. And so I was one of those guys go up and like, well, I'm going to shake Kevin Costner's hand and meet him. <laughs> if everyone else is go Did up you say and anything like, to him. I was like, Hey, Kevin, great to meet you. Something like oh. that. You know what? You had the perfect opportunity to say, Waterworld sucks. It just sucked. You had the <laughs> perfect opportunity. Come on, dude. He would have been so mad, bro. Come on. But, no, he would have laughed. He would have laughed. Can no I tell shot. you why? He was... I, I. Maybe I'm not the best at reading people. I don't think he liked it. Like, At least by the time I got there, he was like... <laughs> It was just like giving like the limp hand, like, all right, like, come on, let's go. Cause at the, you have to understand, like he was about to perform. Yeah. He was probably trying to get in the zone. Um, he had a speech he had to deliver and it was like a whole thing. It was like, that was cool. Uh, so I don't know. He was probably trying to like get in the zone and stuff. He has all these guys coming up to him. Like, Hey man, loved you in tin cup. Hey, man, <laughs> uh, clear the mechanism. You know, you know what we call that? That's some serious first world problem shit right there. <laughs> Get your ass back in the zone, bro. I mean, come on. It happens. It's okay. It's a once in a lifetime no, thing. You have no sympathy for, for Kevin Costner needing to, hey. you know, perform at the highest level here. I'm a huge fan, but if he fucks it up, who cares? Like at the end of the day, come on. So you forgot a word in your performance. My God, Giolito, the whole Giolito family right now is hating me because they're all family of actors. They're like, I mean, I'm just trying. You know what? I'm just trying. I was trying in the best way possible to justify why he wasn't like, like so nice. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out some way that can be that doesn't taint my like first time ever meeting Kevin Costner because like I am a huge fan of his work. I am too. He's like, he's a sports movie God. Yep. Um, so 
you know, I got to meet him. I've seen a bunch of his films and enjoyed a bunch of his films. And it, it was, it was a brief exchange. You know, I was hoping, I was hoping to get like a, a smile and like a good luck tonight or something like that, or, you know, enjoy the game. And it was just, I got nothing. And so it sounds like it was know, a C plus is what it sounds like. I had to shake his hand. I said, I don't remember what I said, whatever. I don't really, I, I didn't really like, I feel like I'm, t- I'm, I'm talking it up too much now, but it was cool. Uh, it was a C plus. I'm putting a grade on it based on what your description is, because I'm a huge Costner guy too. And I his get performance, it. But- his performance was cool. I mean, it wasn't a performance. It was just like he, he had a speech about, I don't remember what, because, you know, we're all standing on the line. And I feel like in moments like that, that's when my memory really fails me. And like when I'm in, in a moment and I'm like, wow, this is cool. This is very special to be a part of. If I'm ever a part of something like that, it's like my memory finds a way to just not care about it at all. Okay. It's perfectly fine. The way you described it perfectly fine, but (laughs) it was, it really was an amazing night. I loved all of the everything. And then the game on top of it, unreal. Although I do want to ask you this. The game was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Liam Hendricks will never be interviewed during a game ever again. Willie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why he agreed to it. It was, it was like the, it wasn't like the first inning. Was it? It was, no, like, it was the, like the sixth. Yeah. It was like the, it was like kind of getting close to that time where it's like time for him to start locking in, <laughs> you know? And then all of a sudden he gets his balls kicked in there in the ninth. And I was like, Oh my God, no players ever going to get interviewed ever again. And then thankfully Y'all came back and Tim Anderson hit a walk off the guy who's never seen field of dreams in his life. And it seemed to be more annoyed every time he was asked about it ends up winning it. It Was it the craziest regular season game you've ever played in? Oh, I, it was one of the, I think it was the craziest game I've ever played in period period with all the fanfare and where we were and, you know, all the people tuned in, like, uh, definitely. I, I think to like the craziest game uh, I've played in. Well, I didn't play in either of them because I'm a starting pitcher and just didn't line up. Uh, but the other craziest game I've been a part of, I, I think it was 2018. We were in Philadelphia and it went like 16 innings, 17 innings. Uh, Carson Fulmer, really good friend of mine. He was a oh, pitcher on our team. He had to he had have to play left bat. field, right? Something. No, they had a pitcher playing left field. Oh, Vince Velasquez. Um, Vince Vince Velasquez was playing left field for them. Yeah. Carson was like pitching for us. He had to hit for himself. And he, I think he was told to like just keep the bat on his shoulder or something. But then we had some miscommunication. And next thing you know, he like rips a ball like 110 off the bat, <laughs> like right to, down the line. Uh, the third baseman makes like a diving grab and Carson's just run as hard as he can, ends up pulling his hamstring. Oh, God. (laughs) So, yeah, that was 
the craziest game I had been a part of just because it was like six hours long and it was insane. No, does he it pales in comparison to the field of dreams game? Yeah. It just, it was intimate, like having, I, what was it? 10,000, 8,000, yeah. 8,000 mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. It, it was, it was built like a, uh, like a double a stadium. Mm-hmm. It just had the, only the back here and then the outfield it was crazy for the first time in a long time playing where the outfield is just nothing remind me of like a certain high school fields right yeah except it was corn which i've never seen before except some guys tried to eat some guys tried to eat the corn no that you can't eat that corn that's bad god no I didn't. I did Nobody's not. from the, the Midwest corn. here. I knew. Better. Cannot eat that corn. I'm not from. I'm not from the Midwest at all. I know nothing about corn, and I knew. No, no, no. This is not good. Good to eat. Bro. I at least knew there's like different kinds of corn. Yeah. Okay. What's the deal? They would not allow you in the maze. Why is that? <laughs> so like. We're doing, we had like our little free period where we could go around and do stuff. Uh So like we went, that's when we were going over and I was sitting on tractors and um, everybody was loving the tractor thing. They're making fun of me uh, going in the tractor like, man, Giolito, you don't even know what the hell you're doing on that thing. Uh, I'm like, wrong. I've driven one of these before. Well, not this specific model. I'll take you to Vermont in 2002. Check your pie hole. (laughs) <laughs> for real uh so they had like cornhole like a bunch of different stuff and like we're taking pictures taking pictures like at the house and the bleachers that the little girl falls off of yeah. I, I took a picture on that good uh one of the weirder scenes of the movie in my opinion yeah we talked about that yeah yeah <laughs> and uh yeah we just we're going around and i'm like Yo, who wants to go in the maze? We got to go in the maze. They're like, no, 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 you, you can't go in the maze. I'm like, fuck are you talking about can't go in the maze. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so they're like, no, the maze is actually kind of complicated. <laughs> and like, you guys have to like get back to doing this in about five minutes. <laughs> so we don't want you to get lost in there. Because I had to like go and like get on the training table and warm up because I was throwing a. I actually I threw a bullpen there. You did. Terrifying! It was one of the most terrifying bullpens I've ever thrown. And I'll tell you why. They had the bullpens in in. They made it like uh, old Comiskey. That's what they were modeling it after. Uh-huh. So the bullpens were like center field, like left center and right center for uh-huh. for the White Sox, home side, Yankees, right. and. The bullpen was built like here. Let me, this is my visual representation. So here's the outfield wall. So right here you have center field, warning track, wall. The oh. bullpen's built right up against the wall. Like so you're in the line of fire during just, BP. Yes, just like oh. a little bit behind the wall, and the wall, you're blind. It wasn't like there was no uh, like it wasn't chain link fence like. Because it wa- it wasn't modern looking, they don't want the field to look modern looking, and a lot of modern looking fields have that like, you know, you have the top padding, bottom yeah. padding, and then chain link fence, so you can like see what's going on. No, it was like completely blacked out, 
So there's just this big wall and just baseballs just raining down oh my God. because that place is an absolute bandbox. It is the most hitter friendly park I've ever seen in my life. And so BP was a joke. Guys were hitting guys were hitting shit so far. It was unbelievable. There's something about the air there. Yeah. Corn power getting into the baseballs. <laughs> I don't know. And like there were, I mean, so it was like only like the wall scrapers were like the um the threat. Whereas like I'm, you know, I'm throwing my bullpen and shit's flying like far, far, far. <laughs> well, so what do you do? Did you have somebody guard you during your thing or what? Um we had to have like yeah, like one of the other pitchers that was shagging had to be on the other side and be like, all right, heads up. And then we'd be like, uh. <laughs> oh, my yeah, it God. was like they kept landing. They kept landing like in between the lane of, of me and the catcher, like while I was on this bullpen. Um, but yeah, the game itself, I was just posted up enjoying it. Uh, they had in between innings, they had like little cool callbacks. They were kind of going throughout the movie, mm -hmm. uh, talking about a lot of history and things like that. Really beautifully done. Like I said, like I said, kudos to MLB. Um, kudos to the all the people that worked the event. It was it was so wonderful. So a plus experience overall, except for Costner's dead fish handshake. Yeah. I don't remember if he like dead fish me, but like, it was just like a non handshake. I get it. And by the way, I'm not here to make an excuse for him too, but I get it. Like, yeah, you're 50 deep. You're like, all right, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, receiving I'm sure when he, I'm sure when at the beginning, you know, I was back with, I was back in the, the, you know, you're yeah. not important, whatever. We're going to throw you in the back. But like when they, when they were doing, you know, when it was Aaron judge and, and uh, you know, all those guys, going up and shaking his hand. He was probably all about it. Massive, then, eye, yeah. Massive eye yeah, contact gets, with Judge. Yeah, then it gets a little yeah. it gets a little tiring. All right, I know you got to catch a bus. Uh, I don't want you to get fined. What would happen if you were late for the bus? I would take the next one in an hour. Oh, I don't want you to do that. Right? Yeah, I, I'm at a point. I'm at a point in my career now. Thank God. Because... Uh, my time management skills need to continue to get better. And that's what huh. I'm working on. Okay. But I'm at a point in my career where like, yes, if I miss the bus and took the next one, I'm not going to get berated to death and get in trouble and, right. you know, have to give up personal belongings for a day. And, you know, certain things that happen if a younger player. Uh, personal belongings. What does that mean? Oh, like, you know, uh, clothing can get taken and wow you know you'll maybe have your phone taken away for a period Ooh. of time Ooh, that's dangerous that kind of stuff doesn't happen at least not with our team we don't really Got participate it. in that too much and the thing is we have a great group of young guys that are always on time and Good. taking care of their business yeah well, uh but for me i 
you know, it wouldn't be the end of the world, but I do want to make this bus because I have a lot more physical therapy and stuff. I understand. I I for... So here we go. I got, I got seven minutes to get you on the bus and I still got to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. Let's do okay? it. Yeah. Don't want to get you late. You know, I, don't I knew this was going to happen because I feel like we could talk easily for another half hour. I know an hour. we could. I know we could. Shame on me. So, no, it's all good. It's a good solid spin, by the way. Tripping. Once things get to the point where you're comfortable going anywhere in the world, where do you and your beautiful bride want to go? Mm. I got two for you. I want to go back to Hawaii. Uh, For our wedding anniversary, we went to Hawaii. Uh, We we went to Maui. I'd like to go back to Maui, but like we did a lot of stuff there. So I'd like to check out the other islands. Um, particularly the big island in Lanai uh, I'm very interested in Uh, and then another one like a more European trip I've talked a little bit with Ari over the years of kind of doing like a heritage trip almost where we would go to I'm of like northern Italian descent on my father's side um, mother's side British Isle, Isles, Scottish, that that kind of region, uh, but focusing more on my father's side, going to like northern Italy, uh, southern France, Good stuff. Uh, checking that out, and then for Ari's side, more like Eastern Europe. Uh, so like we could do it where like we actually go to the town towns and see like our distant relatives, and then branch off and kind of do more touristy stuff. Uh, I think that would be pretty fun too. Love that. I love that. I'm trying to get Michelle over to uh, Europe next year for our 25th. Mm. Been very hesitant to leave the kids alone, but our oldest one's about to turn 21 and the other one is about to turn 16. I'm like, we're good. They're going to be fine. They'll be fine. Go to Mykonos. Yeah. I want to go somewhere (laughs) good. I can tell you that. Uh, This visit was too short and I apologize for that. Man. No, we're good. We got more. We got more in the tank. Well, I told you, I don't want to. Don't you guys stay in San Francisco when you're up there playing Oakland? Yeah. Yeah. We're right in the middle of San Francisco. Yeah. But that's not a short bus ride, bro. No. I know Otani had to be scratched from his start in Oakland because they had bus problems. Like they were all piling into an Uber or something. Yeah. That sucks. Um, it reminds me of the <laughs> the playoff game last year. The game was at noon. Yes. And we know how much you love mornings. Oh my. Yeah. That was that was a fun morning. Um I was like, I gotta try and maximize my sleep. First playoff game ever. So it's like I roll out of bed, brush my teeth, da, 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 put my clothes on, get on the bus. And uh, you know, it was like we have to go over the the bridge and everything, going to going to Oakland. And then I get to the field and it's like, oh my God, the game's in like two hours. And so, yeah, it was crazy how like rushed that morning was. And a lot of time when I'm like rushed and I'm behind, I, it translates poorly and I don't pitch well, but oh, uh, that time it worked out. Yeah. I'll ask, I'll leave you with this. Cause I know this is a big deal for Liam Hendricks to be back because he was really beloved there and he really in games two and three, I think he won over a whole group of fans last year against you guys when he threw 49 pitches one day and the next day was out oh, there yeah. grinding. 
They went crazy. Has he said anything about this return? Um, I think he was just wine tasting with uh, on the off day yesterday with uh, some guys on our team as well as some guys on the A's that he's still friends with. That's interesting. Yeah, they, they all they all went out. I would have loved I would have loved to go with Ari, but it just it wasn't going to work out that way with how tight the schedule is. She had to get back to San Diego. Yeah, yeah, oh, that would. But cool. um, yeah, I don't know. I'll 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 ask him about it. I'll let you know. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he'll have like a certain emotional kind of deal with this, considering like this is the spot where he really turned his career around, right? Oh yes, and they yeah. love it. They're small but mighty fan base. And they yeah. love their closers around there. Grant Balfour had that whole mm-hmm. thing working back there. So, yeah. All right, dude. I don't want right. to make you late. I got to get going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's go I'm rub gonna... out that hamstring, man. Let's go take care All of that right. thing. I want to see you on the field next time. I want to thank Lucas Giolito. I want to thank Robbie Scirocco, Alden Stone. Everybody puts the show together. And especially you for listening. We'll see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.